If you have never heard of a vision board before, it's a collage that you make with pictures that you find very attractive of things you want in your life, and it helps you focus on. And what you focus on expands, right? That's a law of physics. We're gonna wrap this into mental health in a second, but what I wanna do is I want to explain it to you like this. If you decide that you wanna have a child, suddenly all the women you see are pregnant. If you decide, uh, like my wife and I had recently, that we were going to buy a Jeep Wrangler to tow behind our RV, suddenly every vehicle we saw coming down the road was a Jeep Wrangler. We didn't decide to ultimately get a Jeep Wrangler, we got a Honda CRV. And so, guess what? For the past two days, I have been seeing everywhere I lurk. And so, if what you focus on expands. The question then becomes, can you control what you focus on? Well, that's the point of a vision board, is to help focus your focus, all right? It's just like prayers, it's just like affirmation, it's just like meditation. It's practicing focus, and what you focus on expands. Case in point, you're mad at your kid because they snuck out of the house or they didn't sneak out, but they told you that they had done the chores they promised to do before they left. You found out they didn't. And so you're angry and you go over and over in your head about all the times they've lied to you. Then you think about all the things. And so you go into their room, you look around and you find something else that makes you mad. And it just keeps expanding because you keep focusing on the anger that you have towards your child. We work with a lot of families whose kids have left the home to come to treatment. As you know, because you're a constant listener to this podcast, I know and you've been sharing it with all your friends and you and your friends are so much alike. The whole family has to change. You can't call the child broken and send him to a fix-it shop and bring him home and expect the whole home to be better because the child is suddenly making good choices because the child's choices are representative of the environmental system that's in play and breaking down. So how can we change the environment to affect the whole? When I was in London at the ICAD conference, I had the absolute pleasure of meeting Marie Diamond. Now, I believe that when I met her, I kept my cool and I didn't come off as a total fanboy, but I am a fanboy because when The Secret came out, what she talked about during that movie and her work with energy, with healing, with uh, health, success, relationships, energy, the four directions that she focuses on and how she uses feng shui, she has been not just a believer, but a teacher of how to focus your energy to bring balance to your life, to create a healing path, and to get what you inherently deserve. So the question that we have for Marie Diamond today is, can you change your home to create an environment of health, success, relationship, and good energy? Parents, welcome to Beyond Risk and Back. My name is Aaron Huey, Huey, and my guest today is Marie Diamond. Marie, thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much, Aaron, for inviting me. And, you know, the universe brought us together in London. So, and uh, I would say hello to everyone watching and uh, listening to this. So I'm very honored to be with you. So, Marie, how did you get into the energy work and the spiritual stuff and all this woo-woo stuff? And, and please know, I raised my kids in Boulder, Colorado, so I'm all about the woo-woo. I've got a shirt that says Odin on it right now. I am all about the focus of energy and, and uh, uh, manifestation. I do affirmations daily, uh, and I, I, am, I am a sincere, disciplined affirmation speaker, and it has profoundly affected my life. How did you get into it? Well, I just want to put the situation in. I'm born in Belgium in a very uh, strict Catholic family um, in a beautiful town called Bruges that some of you perhaps know. And um, I grew up in a very uh, physical abusive and emotional abusive family. And um, I would say, thank God, I connected very early on with um, how to connect with it with my inner source. So when I was seven, I started meditating. Um, I was very religious, um, but I connected with spirit. Um, and as I was going through meditation, it helped me to, to stay um, as much as possible in harmony in, uh, in a space where the energy was really not okay. So the environment around me was not the greatest. 
But um, through prayer and meditation, I stayed uh, focused on uh, a better future. Let's put it this way. And I said, first of all, uh, when I was about nine, I started drawing. It's like a little bit like the vision board. I started drawing all the things I wanted in my life. And first of all, I wanted was a happy family. So I was drawing over and over again a happy family. Um, and so not that that really mattered. Um, ultimately, things didn't go so well. But at least I felt like I had something I could do. I had a little bit of control over things. And sometimes it did work and sometimes it didn't. But when I was 15, I had a, an, an interesting experience. I was run over by a truck. I was declared dead. And I went to what we call the other side. Other people would say going to the light, going through the tunnel of light, and I w went to the other side. And there I came um, in a field with all beautiful beings of light. I cannot describe it differently. And there I got a message that I was here to enlighten more than 500 million people. So a few days later, when I came back into my body, I was like, okay, I'm here for this message, but I had no idea what that really meant. I was 15, right, a Catholic, don't talk about enlightenment. And I would ask every day, okay, I'm here to enlighten 500 million people, show me how. So it could be helping one person, smiling at another person, helping somebody who was in need, um, helping in the community. I would always try to find to make a difference. Right. But at the time, I already had a spiritual mentor, and I was asking that teacher, why did I attract this? Yeah, Why did I attract this accident? And he just said, Marie, you have bad feng shui. And I'm like, what's that bad feng shui? Right. So he said, your environment, your physical environment is affecting you, and it's affecting you in many levels. It's affecting your thoughts, your feelings, your actions. It affects how your relationships are. It affects your success. It affects your health. Now, a lot of things went, were wrong with me at that time. Um, in a sense, like, okay, I had this accident happening, so my health was really not good. But I had several accidents before that almost final one. My relationships were really bad. I mean, I was bullied at school. I was beaten up at school. Um, I was very smart. But I had no friends, just I had enemies like around me. So I thought like, okay, let me change some things around that. And so my teacher suggested I would, you know, change my bedroom. Um, I changed its color. I changed even the color of my furniture. I did hang other images up because the images that were around me were like passed down from my sister who was much older than me. So I started making happy things. There were very lonely things that were hanging out, very sad things. And so I did hang out, friends having fun, um, romance, uh, landscapes, with, you know, beautiful landscapes. Um, I painted everything so that I felt like when I would be in that environment, I loved being there. Before that, I would try to avoid as much as possible to go to sleep, to be in my bedroom. Now it was like I couldn't you know, I loved it there. My friends came over. Suddenly my bullies actually became my friends. Um, so this whole shift started happening. So I started understanding that um, all these years before I had been praying, I had been meditating, I had been trying to be a really good role model and still things were not going well till my environment came into place. And I kept doing that. And exactly the things I learned from that moment and um, I became a successful lawyer. Um, I started working for the U European government. And after doing that for a few years, I thought, like, there's more to it. I need to share more information. So I started teaching meditation to people. I started teaching people feng shui because that's working with your environment. That's what it's called. And I kept having this big... Um, number in my head, 500 million people. So I thought like, if I really need to get to that amount, I need to get out of Belgium because we're just 10 million people in Belgium, right? So that's just not going to happen. This was before internet. So right now you can do it from everywhere. Um, and what I did then, I just started going to America and started working in America. And I moved there. I moved to California. And within a few months, this I started making my first vision board. And then I put on my vision board, a very clear vision board, like with my goals, a collage, 
Of course, my environment is a three-dimensional vision board, so I made sure everything was in place. I'm going to hopefully can share a little bit about that. And within a few months, I was asked to be in a movie called The Secret that has now reached more than 500 million people worldwide. So I would say, yeah, um, having students worldwide supporting millions of people, um, definitely my vision of enlightening people has manifested. So now let's dial this magnificent experience of the expanded vision down to uh, uh, um, the microcosm, right? The yeah. macrocosm is that, you know, for when I, when a business partner and I split apart and he got all the contracts and I didn't for three years, every day at the gym, I kept saying, I have the contracts back and I got the contracts back and, you know, we can, we can make these huge changes. Um, now, let's talk about we have a home and the child is suffering from a mental health problem and they're, they're in their teenagers, so that's crazy enough and people aren't sleeping well and so the marriage isn't working well and so we go to work and we're not doing our best and we're getting, like, the whole, very, very quickly, the whole environment can get very, very negative. Where do we start? Like, like what is square one when we go, this sucks, and I, I need to take control of my environment? Where do we start? Well, the first thing I want to share is that um, your home is responsible for 33% of your results in life. So that's quite a lot. So um, your environment, where you sleep, where you live, where you work, is nonstop, 24 hours a day, influencing your subconscious mind with the images, the way you position yourself, the colors. Um, everything around you affects your subconscious brain. So I always say it is actually the foundation. When your home is chaotic, when your home is full of clutter, full of mess, it is not... Surprising that your head and your mind and your heart and your health is going to be more challenging because you surround yourself with that. So the first thing I always say to people is create space. Yeah, Create space by letting go of things. You know, we all have too much stuff, right? So especially where you sleep, make sure it's organized as much as possible on your nightstand. Make sure there is just a lamp or an inspiring book. Don't pile things up on your nightstand. Make sure where you sleep under your bed, you do not put stuff because your, your energy field is not just a physical body. It's an arm length all around you, so also under you, right? Definitely where your head is, make sure the space under your bed is clear. Make also sure that... Um, where you are when you go to you know to your work you to your workspace make sure your desk is decluttered yeah so make sure there's a, a space around you um when you're sitting in your living room i mean as i come in so many people's homes you know there's so much stuff on their coffee table or there's so much stuff on their dining room table right clear that out so that you can sit together around the dining room table so that you can sit together on the sofa because there is space for connection. Because feng shui is not just about harmony and balance. It's also about, you know, connection. So that's one of the first things I would suggest to people. Let's uh, talk about the feng shui in and of itself for a second. Yes. What is feng shui? Okay, great. So feng shui is in, you know, two words, feng and shui, and it actually means wind and water. And it's about the flow of the wind and the water in the environment. So, you know, if you would be in a place where there's like a tornado, right? So you would not feel safe. You want to be in a place where there's this nice little breeze. If you would be standing under a waterfall, that's not going to, that's not survivable. So you need to be somewhere where there's a nice little creek. So that being said, that's landscape. You want your home to have that feeling of, oh, I can relax here. I feel inspired by using then uh, the flow of energy uh, through using the right 
images, the right colors, the right position, you will tap into the good feng shui of a space. So it's a 4,000-year-old energy system that was created by the Chinese. And I would just say these people that 4,000 years ago were looking into that, they just were like feeling the energy and made some rules and principles about it. And I always say something that works for 4,000 years and it's just expanding all the time, well, it's good to look into it. It's very interesting that feng shui means wind and water. Um, our uh, facility is called Fire Mountain, and it's based on the I Ching uh, of P, grace, uh, the, the fire in the mountain that's unleashed to illuminate the heavenly heights. Uh, yes. And we always joked that if we were to ever build a second facility, we would call it the waters, because <laughs> those are the four elements, the fire, the mountain, the wind, and the water. Um, okay, so, so let's come back to the home. So I've got creating space by letting go of things, organizing my sleep space, the nightstand clearing out, nothing under my bed, where in a camper, which I'm moving into, that's going to be tough, because that's one of our major storage space. However... Yeah. <laughs> That's where all my podcasting equipment is going to go. So I'm hoping that that will bring good energy. We'll see. Well, well what's your opinion on that? I'm going to have a lot of electronics underneath me. However, they're all turned off, and they're the foundation of the next part of my life. Yeah, so it's one of the things that I've seen that um, – people are surrounded with a lot of electronics. So try always to make sure there is at least between you and electronics, um, if that's a computer or an I, you know, a smartphone or a tablet, make sure they're at least two meters, like that's um, six feet away from you, right? Because your aura field is about three, four meter like a meter, a meter and a half around you. So you don't even want it in your energy field around you. So always put it away before you go to sleep. Um, that's that's a first thing I always suggest to be because it gives subconsciously all the time um, little reactions um, and it, it brings you into what we call beta brainwaves. So one of the things I've been working with all these years is that the home is affecting your brainwaves. Yes. And so... Brainwaves, most of the time, people live in what's called beta brainwaves, where it's kind of like this, like energy is going up and down. It's like ping pong in a way. So if you play a ping pong match. So it is so overwhelming, all the information we're getting. And if there's chaos around you, you actually get all the time subconsciously this information, if, even if you're not aware of it. And so when you're in beta brainwaves, it's much harder to heal. It's much harder to concentrate on positive things. It's much harder to move forward. So you always want to go into what you call alpha brainwaves. And alpha brainwaves, that's like tennis. Like it goes, you know, goes like this, right? It's calmer. And so chaos, if you take that away from you, your brain will go easier into alpha where you're more inspired, more focused, more concentrated. And also there's much more space for healing uh, to happen. And your mental health is naturally stronger. So if your house is a beta house, as I call it, your mental health, it's, it's much more difficult to stay in balance and in harmony. So what whether it's alpha things, house, it's easier. Yeah, what are some of the things that, that keeps a house in beta state? Because I really like that. I, a, a house with someone in it who's mentally ill or struggling with a, a addiction, dependency, drugs, self-harm, suicide, the whole day feels so crazy and I know parents just feel like they can't keep up with the changes that are being made on a moment by moment basis. So how do we, how do, what types of things create the beta house and how do we shift that to the alpha house? What are some basics for that? So beta house, what creates that is first of all, uh, the clutter, we talked about that. The second thing is the images. So if you look at images around you, sometimes images show that you're very stuck or there's very chaotic images or very violent images, right? So that all, not just around you, but also on television, right? This is, this is like a constant moving picture in a way. So if you look at that, you will have an, uh, going more into beta, also colors. So especially if you have too much red colors, that's fire, and too much blue water. For some reason, these two bring you more into beta state. 
so the, what can you do to change that? Um, oh, there's another point, and that's a plants that are like cactus or plants that have sharp leaves can bring you easier into a beta state. But another one, the fifth one that's really important is the way you position yourself. Yeah. So what I'm sitting, for example, I'm sitting at my desk and I see the door. Nobody can walk behind me. Yeah. I have, I have protection behind me. Where you're sitting right now, right? Somebody is passing behind you. That means you are into beta. So the moment you have good support, like you have a good chair, you have a wall behind you, you have space in front of you, you see the door, your brainwave goes automatically into alpha. The way you position yourself is probably, I think so, against the wall. You have the door behind you. People can walk behind you, right? You don't have a supporting system. Then your brain goes into beta easier. Of course, you know, there are some other things you can do, but that is a very key point. I call it the power position. So each time when you are <laughs> you're changing things around, I you love it. I'm changing things around. I, I'm, I, I'm, sitting, I'm sitting facing all the doors. I'm sitting on a very uncomfortable stool. Um, so you bet. I'm, I want to shift this up. So This, this is the first time somebody did that during an interview. I love oh, it. Why wait? Why wait? Okay, so we have done a lot of testing on that, and you can really see with encephalogram and people change their position, their body energy is stronger, their mind energy is stronger. So there's one of the things that you need to change first to go from beta to alpha is when you're working, always sit with your back supported, yeah? Because then you feel stronger, you will be supported in your healing, right? When you want to have space in front of you, because if you're hitting the wall, literally, with your life, you're looking at the wall, doing your work, doing your presentations, you're hitting literally subconsciously the wall. So you never want, you want space in front of you to get healing to come to you, right? To get success to come to you. You also want to make sure that uh, the, um, not just in your space where you're sitting or working, but also in your bedroom. So when you wake up, and you, you sit up, you want to see the door, yeah? If you're with your back to the door, or it's like on the side, it's harder to heal, yeah? So these are some few things I want to share. And now a word from our sponsors. As a suicide and abuse survivor, Johnny Crowder spent his formative years searching for resources to help him cope with his mental health issues, ranging from OCD and bipolar disorder to schizophrenia. And after nearly a decade of clinical treatment, volunteer peer counseling, and public advocacy, he now relies on the strategies he shares through Cope Notes to live a happier, healthier life. Johnny Crowder is the founder and CEO of Cope Notes, and I met up with him to talk about what what he's created. And honestly, parents, I think every teen, every person who suffers from anxiety or depression or any mental health issue should have Cope Notes on their phone. Check this out. How did you come up with Cope Notes? Where did all this come from? It's a classic entrepreneur story of someone looking for something for a decade, realizing it doesn't exist, and then fashioning one out of pure frustration. <laughs> that the option wasn't available before. Yeah, so how does it work? The way I picture it is that people are getting a text a day or like what's happening? Yeah, so we'll send a user one text a day, random time, you don't know when you'll get it or what it'll say. And these texts are psychology facts or advice or a question that you can respond and journal to. And over time, we're just trying to help you mold your brain into something that works with you instead of against you. Instead of us throwing someone on our back and carrying them, we want to make sure that we're putting them in a position where they can carry themselves. Because independence is the goal, right? When something happens, you don't want to turn to something and say, fix me. You want to go, I know what to do to handle this now. So the, the concept of it being cope notes, are you seeing this as a, a healthy coping mechanism? Or is this to replace the, the old bad ones? It's an answer to bad habits compounding on each other over time. So just like we can accidentally turn to the wrong thing over and over again, Cope Notes presents you with a new thing every day. So Cope Notes isn't the resource. We're connecting you with 150 other ways to think about what you're going through. 
So you can actually buy it for someone else and it starts showing up on their phone. So our gift subscription is one of our most popular options and it you can personalize it. You can say, you know, from mom, love you, or you can leave it anonymous and that person will start receiving the text messages right away. What's the feedback been like, Johnny? That's the part that's really been the most encouraging for me, I think. People have made massive decisions in life based on one of our texts. And sometimes it's so clearly from the user's interpretation of the text. It just mentions popcorn and someone checks themselves into rehab for an eating disorder. Is there a Facebook page that people can check into your community? We have a public Facebook page. It's just Coke Notes. It should be pretty easy to find. Is this going around the world? I got international listeners. We're number one in Australia, number three in Canada. Like, are they going to be able to do this? Yes. Believe it or not, even though you live in another country and it's text messages, you would think that it would be really complicated, but we have an international system set up. We're in 75 countries across the globe right now. So odds are wherever you live, we're already serving people in your country. That's Johnny Crowder, lead singer of Prison and the founder of Cope Notes. To activate your two free weeks of Cope Notes, go to beyondriskandback.copenotes.com. Dot com. That's beyondriskandback.copenotes.com. Go get your free two weeks. Okay, let's get back to the program. Now, okay. to get more into Alpha, I, I don't know if you want to stop me there. Before we go into Alpha, one of the things that I'm wondering if you have a suggestion on is the idea that if we are parents and we're realizing that the, the house is set up to maintain a very alpha state, I mean a beta state, yeah. um, and especially our children's room. And if it's our kids who are suffering, and we have a teenager, uh, getting them to change the pictures on their walls or the colors of their walls or anything like that is not easy. Do you have any tips around this? Because if you go to your teenager and be like, I want to move your bed and take all these pictures down, you're creating a lot of power struggle right there. I know. And I know because I had three children. So, you know, one is still in um, the, um, the energy of her teenager years. And so um, I just moved recently and she wanted to do her own space. And I said to her, the way you position yourself, it's really not good. You will have some issues. And after a few months, she was really feeling not in a good place. And I said to her, you know, understand now that your environment and she grew up with that right because i've done it all time and now she's 15 she has to do her own thing so i said to her why don't you listen to your body right now your body is not happy right your health is not happy your mind is not happy i said why don't you just give me that chance to just turn some things around let's let's redirect the energy let's hang something different can we at least try it for a couple of days Right. So that's why I always suggest to parents, you say to them, look, you know, the way it is right now, you're not happy. Yeah. Let's, let's do some work. Let's do it. Let's give it a try. Right. Let's clear up together. Let's hang something different. And so give it a try. I always say one week, you know, because in one week, the subconscious mind can change so much. So I also suggest to her, and she said, okay, I'll give you one week. So we rechanged. And after we said, mommy, I feel so much better. You're right. I never really experienced it myself because I was always used that you did my room. But now I understand how much different it is. And she's been telling now all her teenage friends, these are the steps you need to take because she's like, she really is convinced. So I do understand it's very difficult. And But one of the things when I train people, I teach people how to do muscle testing. Yeah. And so when you do muscle testing, and that's actually a way to make sure that people experience through by pushing the arm, how the brain works and uh, or kinesiology is something that another name for it. And I teach people about that. And what I do with the teenagers, I let them look at their images. I let them look at their room and I let them feel in their body by pushing their arm, how their body feels, because you know, they're all kind of in their mind, right? So they they really have their very strong focus uh, on what they want in life or, or perhaps they're lost, but at the same time, they're very mental at this moment. But they're sometimes not connecting up with the body and listening to the body, right? The body always knows, I tell, 
right? So I do the muscle testing and then like, wow, you're right. I feel weak when I do that. I said, well, let's give it a try. You know, it's not like you must do things, right? That doesn't work with teenagers, right? So <laughs> just give it a try. Let's hang something different. Let's reposition it. Um, and let's change the color, right? And But first, do the changes, the very slightly changes. What hangs above their headboard, for example? Whatever hangs above the headboard, they go to bed. The last thing they see above their headboard is what goes as an image in their subconscious mind. Yeah? So when they wake up, the first thing they see is what hangs just across their bed. That poster, that image, just give them subconsciously a message. Now, is that the message you want? And you can ask them, even without muscle testing, you can ask them the question, is that the message you want for your life? Is this what makes you feel happy? Is this what makes you, you know, thrive? Um, is that what helps you to make your goals happening, right? So there's all these things that you can ask the teenager or the child, and they're like, you know, answer, answer honestly, does that make you feel happy, right? right? Right, and then they're like, "Yeah, but it's like everybody in the in my class has that image." I said, "Yes, but does that make you feel happy?" Right. One of the things that yeah. our therapist started to do is write really positive things about the the client and put it on the mirror, so that when our our kids get up and they're getting ready to begin the day, because you know children live at our facility for a minimum of four months, and so their bedrooms are here, and uh, when they get up and they look in the mirror, they'll see a note from a yeah. therapist, and sometimes they'll tear it down and throw it away, but every single time what we see if the therapist continues to do it the notes then stay up and then the kids start adding their own positive affirmations of the self to it and so pretty soon you'll walk into one of the kids room and the mirror will be surrounded with sticky notes that say you're awesome you look great you're going to do fine this too shall pass and they just they, it's and even if they're not looking at it and i think this is such an important piece for uh, parents to really hear, even if the child is not consciously staring at the image, even if the child is not consciously staring at the image, they're seeing it every single time. We forget how wide our vision is. One of my strategies is that when I was sitting at my desk, because my desk was a corner desk, so I had a window on one side and a wall on the other, but on all the wall on my left-hand side, I put all my reasons why. I work so hard. Pictures of my son, pictures of my daughter, pictures of my wife, pictures of travel, pictures of everything. Because when I was staring at the computer, I know that my eye is still seeing everything that's over right. here. Yes. So it was constantly feeding it. So let's start talking about the alpha state. What's a safe color to paint your house? What's a safe color to paint your kid's room? Let's say you're just going to start over from scratch and say to your kid, hey, we're going to paint your room, pull down all your posters. And we're just going to paint it. So what the best colors is, is to work with earth colors, but happy earth colors. So that would be like, like a yellow beige, like beige, but with a little bit of yellow in it or peach or like um, an orange color, not too bright, but just uh, warmer colors because it creates harmony. It grounds you better. You don't stay too much in the mental field. So, um, I would say you can even do a little bit of a green, but not like a strong green, right? Like an, uh, a pastel green, some people like that. But you try to avoid blues and whites because whites are really not good for a bedroom. They're just too stark. And um, reds, so anything with red colors, um, you would try to avoid. Now you can even go to like an old pink rose, like an, an earth rose, that's fine. But for the rest, you try to work with earth colors. Then um, the images that are around you, and I really love what you were just sharing, um, is about the mirror. But the thing is, in the mirror, you only don't you, you only are there for a couple of minutes, right? So that already is so powerful. Just these few minutes you're there. So I like what you were sharing about your office space because you create kind of like a vision corner for yourself. Right. So what you can do is hang, and this could be, and I've, I've supported some facilities before, is that above the headboard, 
to hang like a cork board and people put their images of their dreams or positive things that they can just add there. Because you can say, well, um, I'm not looking in the mirror. No, but at night, you're actually more influenced by what is around you than sometimes when you're asleep, when you're awake. Wow. So, yeah, and it's because you're in that subconscious state, really, right? Okay. So, uh, or a beautiful quote hanging above the headboard, yeah, that helps them to be, um, you know, feeling safe, feeling healthy, feeling powerful. So you can put some quotes there. I, I love working with quotes when people wake up. They see some a beautiful quote that kind of inspires them. So that is all powerful. But um, one of the things that is definitely uh, very important is everyone has to be in alpha state, has a different direction that is strong for them. So we call that the success direction. So based on your, and on your birthday, if you're male and female and your birthday, you can do a calculation and find out what is the compass direction in a space that is the strongest for you. So you can actually, to find it out, you can go to mariediamond.com and there's like, get your free energy report. Click on that, put in your gender, and you always have to go with the original gender um, because the, the Chinese work with the DNA, yeah? So even if you have made choices later on to change your gender, that is fine, but your original DNA hasn't changed. Yeah, so you need to still go with your original gender to have the calculation. Yeah, that's the Chinese were like this. They work with that level. So once you know your energy number, and there are nine numbers, yeah, there are nine numbers, then you will find out per number there is a success direction. So you will stand then with a compass in the center of a room, and you will find where is that direction. So, for example, for me, it is southwest. For somebody else, it can be east. For somebody else, north. What you will do, in first of all, in your bedroom or in the bedroom of your child, you will look what is in the success direction at this moment. I'll give you an example. I was recently in somebody's home, and they had in their success direction an image of a man that was doing like this, like sitting like, like this right? Very like curled up thinking, right? And so that is not an image of like happiness, right? Being clear. So I asked how, how is that person that is in this room feeling that he's always thinking, overthinking things, everything is in the mind, yeah? Because that's the image. If you have there an image, for example, or even a, a statue of, I remember somebody had this image of um, like an um, a Greek statue with the head off and the arms off, right? So, well, you're like saying, I have no head, <laughs> you know, I can't think, right? <laughs> so whatever is there at this point in your success direction has been affecting you or your child nonstop. Um, I remember I've been in somebody's home and they had in their success direction in the child's success room, success direction in their room, they had images of uh, Darth Vader, all images of Darth Vader, yeah? Now, Darth Vader is not an example of great mental health. Let's put it this <laughs> way, right? So, so he's covered in a mask, right? He can't barely breathe. He's always thinking super negative. He wants to fight. He wants to, to distract, yeah? So I said, how is your child feeling? Oh, that's exactly how you describe it. I can't see, connect with that child. It's always behind a mask. He always wants to distract his destructive energy. And I would say to people, look, the environment is not the reason why it happens. Of course, there are causes there. But the environment will not support you in the right direction if you hang the wrong things. So I have another question about that because are we subconsciously putting the images in places to communicate to others this is what I feel about health. This is what I feel about success. This is what I feel about my energy. Like, like it, it, it feels like a chicken and egg conversation, right? Either I control it or it's controlling me, and that's the conscious piece of it. But if a parent walks in and, they're, and they've done their child's uh, four directions based on the birthday when they go to your website, and they walk in with a counter and they look over here, maybe it is a picture of Darth Vader. And maybe that picture of Darth Vader could be somewhere else. Right. And 
and be very and be a positive reinforcement. But if a parent looks up in that corner and sees Darth Vader in health, the parent can say, oh, "My kid is trying to tell me they don't feel healthy." Correct. So it is true. It is like the chicken and the egg, really. And so I always say to people, read the room, and you know, as what you have there, it is like. You know, did the child just hang it there or did it already give a message to itself or to the environment? This is how I feel. So I always look at, okay, what does a child place there? What do we as adults place there? Now, if you go into a hotel room, you have no control. It's hang there. But if it's your own room, you have to understand your subconscious is already in connections with these directions because it's based on your DNA. So you place it somewhere like, what have I been telling myself, right? So perhaps I want to stay alone. Perhaps you do hang images up from just lonely people, right? Because perhaps you're telling the, you know, the parent or yourself, I want to be alone, but is that what you ultimately want? Yeah. So there's a difference between what your ego wants, what your personality feels that it wants, or what your soul has for you that wants the greatness and happiness for you. Is so that's how you want to direct it. Is it more than just um, I go into my kid's room and on this corner they have their favorite rapper on the wall? Do I need to pay attention to the rapper's attitude? Are they smiling? Are they angry? Are they flashing a bunch of money and cars and women? Correct. Yes. You know, it's not just that they have a picture of someone they like listening to. It's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. Because the subconscious reads all the details, right? So if, if there's somebody just making the, the F sign, for example, or it gives thumb ups, right? That's a big difference, right? In the subconscious mind, yeah? You can do hang the images of you like you want to be a famous rapper or you want to be a famous influencer, you can hang these images in your success direction of the child, but then what is that, even what are they wearing as a positive image or negative image on their T-shirt or the, the attitude, everything influences that child, yeah? So that is definitely something I, I would like you to look into it. And I've done this work for 25 years, and I've seen amazing results with people just shifting slightly. And to even say to the child, look, this image is not so positive for your health, but let's, you have four directions that are important. One for success, one for health, one for relationship, one for wisdom. But you have four that are not important. So why don't we take that poster and hang it in an area that's not important for you? Oh, so you don't, put it, you don't put it out of their room because you just, you know, you want to still honor them. But you say, look, this is the success direction. What can we put there that affects your success? What can we place there that affects your health? So in success direction, it could be diplomas or certificates or awards, right? In the health, it can be books on health. It can be some sports um, um, tools that they have, right? Or, you know, some sports figures that they really think are amazing. In the relationship direction, it can be their friends hanging out, can be definitely a picture if they're open to that, of course, with their parents or with their siblings, right? <laughs> or something that is symbolically explaining that, right? Or it can be words or it can be books. So it's really interesting. Everything around you does influence you nonstop 24 hours a day, even if you are in the room or not in the room. And that is why even if your child is, for example, somewhere else in, in college or in a rehab center, whatever it is, change it around. Don't wait for them because in the quantum physics field, that bedroom is still an anchor point for that child, even if that yeah, child is somewhere is. else. And I have seen amazing things happening. Even if the child is gone, that the change in the environment is so much better. And even taking out the, the negative things, right, that are in the room, right? Because we have sometimes too much things, right? I remember this one child, uh, um, and she, was, she loved horses, but she had images of 30 horses in her bedroom, right? 30 horses. <laughs> I always say to the parents and to the children, if that person, if this horse, if all these things would be really here, 
an image is the same as a reality in the subconscious mind. Yeah. So 30 horses in this small bedroom, would you fall asleep? You wouldn't. You would like be totally up every night, like I can't sleep, all these horses around me, even if you love horses. It's Mar- not Marie, I wanna I wanna reiterate what you just said because that's not you know, we, we can joke and laugh about Boulder Woo Woo and ancient Chinese, but science has proven that our brain does not know the difference between the images we see and it happening in real life to us. That's not, that's not make-believe. It's not fantasy. It is actual science. And so that is why when we're talking about what you focus on expands, when you're talking about uh, uh, changing the color to free the mind, that's when, when, we, when everybody in the family decides that this one child is sick and the, the, the design of the house, how things change, how, how people focus, this affects an individual. And this is, we can, we can boil this down to, to vision boards and manifesting your life and using affirmations. But the truth of the matter is what your mind sees every day, it believes. And it, when it right. believes it, it achieves it. And it's science. It's not new age woo-woo. It is something we have known. It's why they called it the secret. It's what Freemasons have known for a long, long time. It is a fact. And if we can change our environment at home, we can change the environment of our lives. And it's like, if you free your home, your life will follow. And it can start with literally just making space for something new. I have three indulging questions, and then I want to go over the four energies one more time and how people can uh, can get to your website and get their free energy report. In moving, because I'm moving out of my house now and I'm moving into my RV, um, the only t-shirts I've kept are t-shirts with Viking mythology on them. It's either a picture of Odin in one eye or runes or Thor's hammer. As you can see right now, I'm wearing an Odin shirt. Uh, Viking mythology and Viking symbolism is very important to me. In your mind, what does that say for my life? It's the only t-shirts I kept are are my Viking t-shirts. What does that mean to you? It means to me you're a warrior. Yes, (laughs) you're a warrior. So uh, whether you worry and think about the Vikings where – were first of all very connected with their gods, right? With Odin, so they had a really deep connection, alignment with the, the heavens. But they also were into expanding. They didn't stuck in their own country. They they explored the world like you were going to go to explore America. Well, the Vikings went and did that. They explored from their home base in Scandinavia. They went, and there's enough proof of that to explore America. So I think that's exactly what you're doing. Well, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. Um, All right. So my second piece is that um, I read recently that the the idea of talking to your house and giving your house a name and actually communicating with the house as you begin to make space and to really have a conscious relationship with your home. Um, I originally, when we got our RV, I'm, I'm talking about this move now, as I originally, as we got the RV, I named it the same name that was the name of an ancient Nordic uh, Viking ship that the gods used to travel from one place to another, but no one could pronounce it. So my daughter decided to rename our RV Big Vanilla. And I think that's a very funny name. <laughs> and I love vanilla anything. But I want to know from a feng shui, is Big Vanilla a good name for a home vehicle car and why? Well, I love, first of all, Vanilla. Vanilla is considered, you know, if, they, if you put vanilla out, and literally I would even suggest to put some vanilla essential oil out in your um, RV, because what pe- real estate people do, they will use vanilla. So when people come into a home, people feel immediately at home with vanilla. So vanilla candle, vanilla essential oil. Vanilla has the tendency to always for us to feel at home. Yeah. So that's a really good thing. So I love and I always I even would suggest that to always have some lavender essential oil, which uh, vanilla essential oil, so that it feels like the, a calmness. There's a calmness, a peaceful energy when you work with vanilla. 
And so I love the word big, of course, because it's expansive. <laughs> it's great. I think she nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so then my final thing is also about this space that I'm moving into because a camper, uh, a, a recreational vehicle is already designed. All the cabinets, where the storage is, where the kitchen is, where the couch is and everything, it's all set up. So as I'm living in it, since I don't have so much control to hang pictures and things like that, I'm really got needing to trust my environment my outside environment and I've, you know, I have 40 acres here and I, and I love being in nature and stuff, but are there any, when I can't control my environment and, and I think you see why I'm asking this for parents too. When I can't control the environment, what's a strategy that I can use to help my mind stay in alpha state? Well, one of the things I always teach people is I have a meditation called the Tubes of Light Meditation. And when you register for the free energy report, you will actually get the steps how to do that. And it's actually how to, in, in, in very simple four steps, five minutes, you can actually bring your brain waves into alpha state so that the rest of the day you have stronger energy and to align yourself more. And it's not just to be in that meditation, but the position you are doing that meditation. So the way you face, because it's not just activating the directions, it's also to try to face one of these four directions. Right now I'm facing northeast, who's one of my success directions. So when you do that, your brain goes automatically into the right state. So when you will do your, your work on the road, when you do your podcast, you will then position yourself in such a way that, and you will have to have a compass for that. You will see the direction that you're facing and then your brain will go in the right way. Now, as you're doing an RV um, on your mobile home, you're actually, what you always have to see, the front of the RV is considered south and the back is considered north. Yeah. So then the sides of the RV is considered, you know, west or east. So, Based on your energy number, I don't know it's yours, but you will then see like, okay, what's my success direction? What you will then do is make sure you have like a paper, right? It doesn't have to be big. It can be a vision board you made. Um, put, hang that out there. Put in your relationship direction images of your family, right? So I travel all the time. So I, I go in a hotel all the time, Airbnb, you know, we're friends because I, that's my life also. So I always have a little feng shui kit with me, right? I have some images with me. I have my books with me. Um, it can be as an image, can be as a material. I have images of my family with me. And I go in a hotel room and I always check out where's my success direction. I make sure there's no garbage bin there because I don't want my success in the garbage, right? And I put there my success things. And in my relationship, I put the images of my family. So this way and I always have somebody so I always make sure like my home starts smelling and feeling a little bit like home wherever I am wow okay so I want I want all my parents I want all the teachers I want all the clinicians to set their homes their bedrooms their offices uh, their their lives up based on this stuff. So let's, let's give them the information so they can get their free energy report from you and, uh, and get connected with you. So they can go to mariediamond.com and they will see there under my picture, a big bar, get your free energy report. You put in your name, email, gender, and your birthday, and it will calculate and will send you the report and you will get some videos that uh, will set you through the steps. And then if you feel you want to go further, there are some books you want to go, programs. So you can go with all of that. I also would suggest connecting with Instagram, Mary Diamond 8, because you get um, several little uh, videos a week that give you little points uh, to help you to go to the next level. So go both to my Instagram and to my website, and you'll be helped and supported along the way. 
Marie, I'm so much more than a, a fan right now. I'm I'm so excited to get to know you better and to I, as soon as we log off and say goodbye, I'm going to get my own stuff. Um, because I've spent so much time uh, looking at the archetypes and I'm lecturing on them twice, three times in the next two days about the warrior, the wizard, the jester, and the bard. Uh, body language is something that I have been obsessed with and have taught body language seminars in Vegas and to clinicians. And I suddenly realized that you're talking about the house language and that how the house speaks to you and how we speak to the house and how that communication affects our life. And if we're not doing it consciously, then we don't know what's in charge. But it could be, like you said, how many kids love Darth Vader? I mean, they love Darth Vader and where the poster is in the room can create an effect. And I know for some parents, as well as you do, Bree, that this can be like, oh, whatever, forget about it. But I know the science behind it because I've used it since the first time I went to the secrets of the millionaire mind, watched the secret, started reading uh, uh, the, the old books, uh, how to win friends and influence people, uh, you know, all this stuff. Bob Proctor, T. Harv Eker, who I work for, by the way. So I, 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 you and I have walked in these same circles and I know I have built my life not off of knowledge because I don't think I'm that smart, not off of good looks because I don't think I'm that good looking, but what I know is that if I don't create my day, my day will create me. And right. that's not something I'm willing to do. And so everything that allows me to create my space, my day, I do. And I have missed a big piece to be really conscious of my environment. And I think you're the goddess for this. So I'm much deeper than a fan. I think I'm going to become a follower. So thank you so much, Marie. So welcome. And it is indeed a missing link, yeah, that most people haven't uh, connected with. And um, the, some of the people you just mentioned are my clients. So um, it is because they also understood that, you know, with a mindset and with hard work, you can go to a certain level, uh, but it's hard work. There's a discipline necessary. Once your home is set up, there's no discipline anymore. The only discipline you need is to keep organized and to keep decluttered because once it is in place and the matrix of your home, the language of your home is aligned with who you are, then things become easy and effortless. And that's what we all desire. Marie, I think this is a, a I, it's, it's very quickly become one of my favorite episodes, which means I'd like to have you back on our best guest uh, podcast series, if that's something you're interested in. Of course. I would love to share more. Thank you so much for your time. Again, I'm such a huge fan. I'm totally gushing here, um, but I really appreciate uh, all this information you've given to the families, the parents, the teachers, and clinicians here on Beyond Risk and Back. Uh, stay on the line while I sign us out, okay? Thank you. Parents, I, look, if if you don't have the resources to to afford a huge facility or weekly therapy, you can change where your furniture is located and what you have hanging on the walls. That's free. I think what was so amazing what Marie talked about, and and she remember what she was talking about with her own daughter. How does it feel? How does it feel? And this stuff is free. And what if one little change you made in your house made a little change in your family? How many changes would you be willing to make? What if you changed your whole house and it changed your whole experience? What if the experience wasn't just a kid who was making bad choices? And you know how I feel about that conversation. What if the bad choices were a result of the environment? What if Marie Diamond was just showing you how to create an environment where choices and life becomes easier? That, what do you have to lose by giving it a shot? That's the question. Go to her website, sign up for it. If you don't want her stuff that she sends you after that, you, you, you unsubscribe. But this woman has been around for so long. When she said some of the people who I have worked and trained with are her clients, she's not kidding. She has been around the top minds in personal growth and motivation. Try it. Try it. I've done it. I built my life and career off of changing what I believe and creating my environment before my environment creates me.
I have to thank Kristen Walker, the boss goddess at Mental Health News Radio Network, for all of her support and continued love. My daughter, Maya, for all of her constant uh, advice for my marketing. My son, Dylan, who's editing the shows and putting together the music. The music you hear is from my son. And uh, I want to give thanks to all the parents, teachers, and clinicians for making Beyond Risk and Back the number one parenting show in Australia, Colorado, number three in Canada, and number three in the UK. Remember, parents, take care of yourselves first. Take care of your adult relationships second. Because if we do those in that order, then we can give our best to our kids. Thanks for joining me on Beyond Risk and Back. We'll talk again soon. The music and engineering for this podcast was made possible by Deepin Productions. You can reach Deepin Productions at deepinproductions at gmail.com. D-E-E-P-E-N productions at gmail.com. If you're listening to this podcast because of something you saw on social media, you can thank Your Cause Consulting. Your Cause Consulting specializes in purpose branding and purpose marketing. These are businesses that have a higher purpose, a greater purpose than just running a money-making business. You can reach Your Cause Consulting at info at yourcauseconsulting.com.